day. I want to do a lot of stuff. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> having a personal brand is a good foundation to go out and just leverage whenever you're networking or at a conference or something as well. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. Today, we're sitting down with Sean Kelly, the founder of Jersey Champs and Clout Champs. This dude knows a whole lot when it comes to e-commerce. He has built this brand, Jersey Champs, from the ground up to this place where he is now working with influencers like Mark Cuban, Donald Trump, and many, many more, um, creating custom jerseys for them. Additionally, now with Clout Champs, he's also servicing people with PR services, um, Instagram growth, all that good stuff. So if you're interested, in either the e-commerce side or the Instagram growth side of things, Sean Kelly is here to sort of peel back the curtain and show you guys what goes on behind the scenes. He's also very knowledgeable in personal branding. His personal brand is closing in on a million followers, probably going to be there by the time this episode goes live. So definitely go check that out at Sean Mike Kelly on Instagram as well. So if you're interested in either e-commerce, Instagram growth, personal branding, you are in the right place. So without further ado, um, we're going to hop right on into the interview with Sean Kelly, allow him to drop some amazing, amazing value on y'all. So wherever you guys are at, whether you're walking the dog, whether you are commuting to work, I want you guys to sit back, relax, plug in and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money. All right, Sean, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Great. How about you? I am doing fantastic. It is amazing to be chatting with you here today. I had your business partner, Christiana, on the show about a month ago. So it's super cool that she connected us. Yeah. Shout out to Christiana. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So our listeners got to hear a bit about who Sean Mike Kelly is, what you're currently working on in the intro to this episode. But for those of them that aren't super familiar with who you are, what you're working on, give us a quick like 60 to 90 second snapshot of where you are right now. Yeah, so my name's Sean Kelly. Michael's my middle name. Uh, Sean Kelly wasn't available on Instagram, so I just go by <laughs> Sean Mike Kelly. I'm 22 years old. I'm from New Jersey. I went to Rutgers for a year. Dropped out to run Jersey Champs full-time, which is basically a company that makes sports jerseys for athletes and celebrities. And then I started an agency called Cloud Champs last year, which basically uh, we own about 25 Instagram pages, and each one sort of has their own purpose. But yeah, Delicious is one of the bigger ones, and it's a food network. Solid, man. That's, that's super cool. And I'm super stoked to dive into all that because I know our listeners um, are super into They're always asking me questions about Instagram, um, personal branding, all that good stuff. So I'm stoked to dive into that with you because you are the expert in that area. But first off, I like to start all the episodes by sort of flashing back in time since we do have a younger audience here to like your middle school, high school years. So I want to hear what was Sean Kelly doing in like sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade? Like, were you, were you hustling at a young age? Were you taking school very seriously? What'd that look like for you? Yeah, in middle school, I was selling candy in school. I used to do a site called Swagbucks. Oh, um, yep, yep. Very yeah, familiar. Swagbucks. <laughs> um, I got pretty high up there, and I <laughs> fell in love with marketing and selling from an early age and carried that over to high school, did the same stuff there. But I never really had, like, extreme success until Jersey Champs. Sure, and, and when did you start Jersey Champs? Was that not until you went to Rutgers? Yeah, it was the end of freshman year, and then I worked the whole summer, and then was built up enough of a foundation to just go for a risk and drop out beginning of sophomore year. Cool. So, so give our listeners a bit of an idea of what Jersey Champs does. Yeah, so we made custom jerseys like basketball and baseball jerseys mainly, but we also do hockey, hockey and soccer jerseys, and uh, we basically can feature your company's logo or whatever name number you want on the back, so they're really unique, and hmm. uh, we sort of do a different angle from the traditional sports jerseys. Yeah, for sure. So what gave you like the idea to do custom jerseys? Because I mean, that's not something that like would come to, to my mind as like as like something to just like create out of nowhere. So where'd that come from? 
Yeah, sort of came randomly. I like Drake, the rapper, so I basically mm-hmm. combined his album views from the six onto like a Toronto jersey, and it sold really well. Um, I just was listening to his music a lot around that time, so I just came in my head one day, and I just went for it. Dang, and, and were you just like selling it around campus, like just trying to like get your friends to buy this thing? Uh, I put them up for pre-order, so I was selling them before I had inventory because I didn't have any like much money at the time, so I didn't want to risk ordering a lot of stuff. Yeah. Before sell so i put them up for pre-order for about a week or two saw they were selling and then just ordered 100 units okay so how are you how are you marketing them uh at that time it was just instagram really so did you already have like sort of like a follower base at that time yeah i think i had around fifteen thousand followers just from manually liking following and commenting on a bunch of stuff all day and um yeah then i started monetizing it through jerseys Sure. So like, why, why did you decide to grow your personal brand? Like what was, what was the vision there when you were just like liking and commenting on people's stuff? Why were you investing that time? Yeah. So I grew Jersey champs first. And then after a year and a half, maybe two years into that, I read crushing it by Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm. That sort of changed my whole outlook on personal branding. And I realized that that has way more long-term value than any business you start because that carries over with any industry. So I just went hard at building that, like dumped tons of money into Facebook ads and a bunch of other stuff to build it up. And now I'm going to be going for a million followers next month. Dang, man, that's crazy. That's crazy stuff. So give our listeners some, some guidance, some advice. Like how were you able to grow both Jersey champs to like what over 2 million followers at this point and your personal brands coming up on 1 million, like for a listener that's like, Whoa, that's, that's crazy stuff. I'm over here with like 1500 followers. Like how would you advise that person to get started building either their personal brand or just an Instagram page for a company? Yeah, for sure. Just realize it takes two things, time and money, but there are quicker ways to grow, which would probably be like giveaways, probably be the fastest way or a page merge. Um, but a lot of Facebook ads is what we use. We dump like hundreds of thousands of dollars into Facebook ads, which in turn gets you like revenue and also followers. And back in 2016, 2017, when we were starting out, shout outs were actually the way to go. Hmm. Super good ROI back then, but now it's very hard to make money off them. So we're um, just focusing on Facebook ads. We're doing a lot of Snapchat ads now, and mm. that sometimes gets us followers. But uh, I'd say giveaways right now are doing really well. Sure. So like, what, what's the basic structure of like an Instagram giveaway? Like, What does that look like for our listeners that aren't super familiar? Yeah, so I know a few people that run them. There's higher scale ones, which can get you on like the Kardashians pages, but those cost like a lot of money to get into. Sure. Like, you'll get like 100,000 followers overnight. And then there's like international giveaways, which basically are international influencers. So if you're just going for the follower count and not like sales for your company, that those are pretty cheap ways to get followers. Um, but a lot of people like it to keep it USA based and those ones tend to cost more. Sure. So like with the giveaway, it's basically like somebody's giving away like, like an, a MacBook or something. And then they like give a list of accounts you have to follow. Is that kind of the basic structure? Yeah, exactly. I think the most common item is an iPhone, but yeah, same premise. They have to follow all the accounts and, um, yeah, I, I use them to grow a lot. Um, through my friend, Chris Frederick, I don't know if you know him. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Thunder. Yeah. So he helped me out a lot and he does it for like a bunch of entrepreneurs like Ty Lopez and other guys. So a lot of people use them in our space. For sure. So do you find that like the people who you get through those giveaways tend to be as engaged or like what, what are your thoughts as far as like engagement goes? Yeah. So they'll engage heavily the day of, Hmm. um, but then they definitely drop off huge. So you gotta just 
my story views and uh, regular views do go up like that week, but then they'll sort of level off later on. So you got to figure out how to keep them engaged, I guess, by posting more or something. But there's definitely not as good as engagement that it could be with just organic growth. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like with your personal brand, like what are, what are your goals for? Like why, why grow it to a million followers? Like, like what's the vision there? Yeah. So I want to start um, doing more speaking engagements right now. I'm just doing them and just practicing getting better, doing them for free. But eventually like in like five or 10 years, I want to be on a big stage speaking in front of companies or something. I want to write a book one day. I want to do a lot of stuff. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like having a personal brand is a good foundation to go out and just leverage whenever you're networking or at a conference or something as well. For sure. So, I mean, like what kind of things, what kind of things do you want to speak about? Like what kind of things are you, are you extremely passionate about? Or like, what's the why? Yeah. I'm passionate about being different, standing out, entrepreneurship, um, just taking risks. I think I got, I got an interesting story cause I was a former drug addict. So it's, it's been a crazy journey up, ups and downs for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, bouncing, bouncing back to like personal branding for a second, what, what do you think is like the most important thing for a listener to be focusing on when they're trying to build that personal brand from the beginning? Like what, what is the key thing that that listeners should be honing in on and really making sure is on point? Yeah. So I always tell people, figure out what you're really good at and then find a way to monetize it. So I was really good at Instagram and when I was starting Jersey champs, I was trying to do everything. I was trying to do the customer service, the Instagram, the Facebook ads. And I realized that wasn't the way to go. It's better to focus in on one thing and then outsource everything else. And once I started doing that, that's when the money really started coming in. That's when we started getting really big partnerships with like Mark Cuban and Donald Trump. We got jerseys out too. And it was all because I focused on one thing and just got really good at it. So just find what you're really good at and the money will follow every time. Mm. I, I could not, I could not agree more. Like honing in on your strengths is so, so important. And I see too many people trying to do too many things and not, and not focusing on the things that are actually making the money, the things that they're actually good at. So exactly. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, when it comes to like the Instagram side of things, what made you so good at that? Like, like, were you naturally inclined to just the skills required to be successful on the platform? Or like, what do you think made you better than, than the rest of the people out there? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, in high school, I didn't really like it too much, but I did get like the most engagement out of everyone in my high school. So I guess I just had a natural knack for it. And then I, um, it's just the more time you're willing to put in it, the more you're going to learn. So I just put in like a bunch of hours every day, probably like over 10 to 10 hours a day for a year or two straight. And I just got really good at it. I networked my way to the top because there's guys that used to never respond to me. And now we're like friends. You just got to work your way to the top and like just leverage each other and grow together. That's the truth. That's the truth. It's, it's, it's all about those stepping stones and, and making your way up. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned building a team outsourcing. When did you start doing that? Like who was the first person you brought onto your team? Yeah. So this was a big mistake of mine. Like I said, I did everything for as long as possible. Cause I'm, I used to be a micromanager, but then I eventually outsourced. Well, I had graphic designers the whole time, but I eventually outsourced the customer service to a professional agency in Ukraine. And that was a major step for me because I used to wake up every morning frantically, like checking customer service emails. We'd have over a hundred a day or something and wow. taking years to reply to everyone. And then I was like, wow, is this really worth like my time? Like I should be focusing on the marketing and the Instagram. And once I did that, it was a huge load off my shoulders. Hmm. So, so from there you, you got that like huge win with the, with the agency that you, that you brought on. Did you just start outsourcing everything from that point? Yeah. So once I realized that 
I shouldn't be doing everything. I really started to delegate and outsource. Sam Ovens talks about this yeah. a lot. It's, I just, I'm a true believer in it. Like you should really focus on what you're good at, outsource everything else. Cause you, most people are worried about the cost of it, but they don't think about like the return that it could potentially bring if you do it right. Mm, that's the truth. So do you have any advice for, for the young listener who's like building out either their, their company, their personal brand, and is feeling like they're at this point where they need to start outsourcing things? Like how would you recommend people get started with that? Yeah, so either a close friend or um, someone off Upwork or site, Fiverr, site like that. Uh, the agency I use is five an hour, which is super cheap in the US, but that's actually a lot of money in Ukraine. So they're getting paid well because they, they perform well, they speak good English. So you gotta find out how much you wanna pay. But I, like, I prefer a bit of good English with my customer support. So I don't use the Philippines VAs, which are like three an hour. And I'd recommend hiring one as soon as you can afford it. They're not too much, you know, five an hour is like 40 bucks a day. Yeah, absolutely. And like just the amount of time that you can save by like, like either replicating yourself or just like getting those, those low value tasks off your plate. Like you said, customer service, like it's not worth your time at that point where you're making all this money from Jersey champs to be like doing that customer service yourself. Just doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For sure. So when you were starting off Jersey champs or building your personal brand, did you have any mentors that you looked up to? I know you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk earlier with his book, crushing it, but like, who were the people you were looking up to? Who are the people you were learning from? Yeah. Gary V definitely influenced the personal brand, the show shark tank in general. I, mm. I watched like the first six seasons. Uh, I think that was truly inspirational. I used to binge watch that show. <laughs> Mark Cuban, one of my favorites. Um, Patrick Bet David has some good YouTube videos. Evan yeah. Carmichael has some inspirational videos. Uh, Grant Cardone's good. Sam Ovens lately has been definitely my number one by far. Him and Alex Becker. Probably. <laughs> this year it's all about my mindset and just uh, balance. So I'm really focusing on those two things. Yeah, those two guys are huge. Those are like the only, uh, them two and then Miles Beckler are the only three channels I watch. Alex Becker, um, Sam Ovens, and Miles Beckler are like the only people that I consume right now just because like it's, it's all about that mindset right now for me and just like making sure I'm in the right place mentally because the tactics are just tactics. Like you can, you can learn those easily. You can pick those up. You can make them yourself. But like the, the mindset, and if you don't have that on point, it's going to be a lot harder for you to, to really move forward is what I found. Exactly. Yeah, I've learned a lot of good stuff from them. For sure. So like you mentioned, you, you've had some serious challenges, like building this thing from the ground up from, from like being a drug addict to just all the hurdles you were faced with. So like, what were some of the biggest roadblocks that were in your path, either like internal or external between when you got started and where you're at now? And how'd you get around those? Yeah. So my first one would be, uh, be careful who you go into business with. Cause I had two partners, both run off with money, like 10 grand each. So at that time that was a huge loss for us. Um, so be very careful who you go to into business with, cause you never know money changes people. So you got to really trust them and have everything on paper. Um, my second, uh, hurdle was our PayPal got locked during black Friday of 2016, wow. which was over a hundred grand. And you know, it's 2019 now I, we still don't have that money. So it's been three years. Um, but I, I remember at the time that really hurt when we had the hundred K locked, like we were struggling because we shipped out all the jerseys. So it was actually like a 130K loss or something at the time. And like, we still haven't gotten the money now. So <laughs> PayPal's a mess. And I know tons of people that have gotten their PayPal's locked. You probably do as well. So yeah. uh, that was probably one of the biggest hurdles. Um, yeah, those two come to mind. 
Sure. So as far as like going into business with partners goes, um, are most of the, the, the businesses, the ventures you've started, like Jersey Champs, Cloud Champs, are those like just you at the top or like did you start those with someone else? Yes. Yeah, so Jersey Champs is owned by me and then Cloud Champs is a 50-50 partnership with my friend Mancini. And um, he's like my childhood best friend. So he'll never try <laughs> to do stuff like that. For sure. So do you recommend people tend to go into business with other people or go into business just by themselves starting out? Um, that's a really great question. I guess it depends on the industry with stuff like e-commerce. You can really be solo for a good amount of time. But if, um, with media agencies, it's good to have another expert in another area you're not good in. Mm -hmm. And, um, like JR is like the night owl who network at clubs and, and stuff with celebrities and influencers. And I'm like the tech, like computer guy. So I'll do all the marketing stuff. Hmm. And so when you look for, for a partner, for a business, like what are the things that you're looking for in that person to, to let them know they'd be a good fit for you? Yeah. So it's someone that is really um, good at things you're not good at and also provides a unique skill set that you just can't do or you don't have the time to learn. And um, basically, if you're just good at the same things, I don't think it's worth it to be in business with that person. Mm, very true. I found, I found you're just button heads like that. The, partners yeah. that I've tried to partner up with that are like good at the same things as me. I'm like, well, well, we could do it this way. They're like, we could do it this way. And, and we're just, yeah, we're just button heads. It just doesn't make yeah. sense. <laughs> it's like, we both have our own ideas, but like both of them would work, but it's just like, it's, it's tough to, to come to that agreement. Yeah. Um, so, so the next thing that I'm curious about is, is how you think about the role of like social media in your business and in your life. Because um, a few months ago, I sort of found myself getting sucked into this social media world where I was, I was just like, I, I wasn't even, I was disconnected from reality. Like I was just living in this social media world and I felt like I was, I was spending too much time, too much energy, too much investment into the world of social media, not the world around me. So is that ever something that you've struggled with? Um, and if so, how'd you deal with that? Yeah. Great question. Yeah. It's been crazy trying to balance that because it really is like a drug, like it's addicting. Yeah. Uh, Sam Ovens, like I learned from him to just delete all that, but yeah, it's so he's off it. <laughs> like my, basically my life is on Instagram. So I really couldn't delete that. And, but I did delete Facebook, Twitter and Snapchat. So I guess I balanced that, but Instagram is just so hard to get rid of for me because my whole life is on there between that Jersey champs and delicious. But, uh, he says to like, turn off your phone when you're not using it. So I just try to do that. But even that's hard for me, you know, it's so hard to balance yeah. I mean, like, do you have any strategies that have been working well for you? Is it really just still a learning process on like how you're going to adapt with that? Yeah, it's a learning process. I guess just not to look at it as soon as you wake up because then you're really being controlled by your phone. Jim Quick talks about that. So yeah. I try to not look at it like the first hour. Uh, I try to turn it off when I'm, when I'm working on my laptop and uh, I keep it on do not disturb because I get over like 500 texts a day. So <laughs> ridiculous man ridiculous yeah do not disturb is my best friend i like, <laughs> without that i'd be done <laughs> so uh between working on clout champs and jersey champs how do you establish like where your focus goes every single day like how do you plan out like today i'm going to be working on these different projects what does that look like for you yeah so i use trello if you're familiar with mm, that yep. it's amazing um and jersey champs is almost fully automated at this point the fulfillment's automated the customer service and the graphic designs, I just let my designers know in the Trello chat what I need for that week. So it's fairly automated. I probably work two to three hours a day on Jersey Champs. And then my rest of the time is focused on Cloud Champs and acquiring people for Instagram growth and like PR and stuff like that. 
Sure. So what's, what's the importance of like Instagram growth and PR for like the influencers out there that are like, um, they're, they're not sure why, why somebody would go for something like that. Yeah. So PR is super important to build your online brand and your digital footprint. Cause when people are Googling your name, you'll, uh, if you have good PR, you'll show up on that first page with some positive press on you. And if you have bad articles about you, like arrest records or some stuff like that, you don't want that. And PR will help you like move that to like page five or something. And Instagram followers are just super important for brands. They're another asset provider because when you go to sell the company and you have a, a big following, it's going to help you. Um, and they're important for building a personal brand as well. Straight up, straight up. And I mean, um, personally, um, but getting more into the world of like really optimizing my SEO for Apple Crider and just making sure that like when people Google my name, they see the things I want them to see and not the things that I don't want them to see. So I can tell you like, making sure because like that's that's how people are going to find you they're either going to type your name into instagram or they're going to type it into google and you want to make sure you control that narrative and you and you really mm -hmm. show people like what you want to show them yeah exactly especially if you're a podcast owner or selling courses or webinars or something if you have bad press it's going to hurt your conversion rate straight up and i mean for for a tangible example there was one guy who wanted to come on the podcast i actually wanted to have him on the podcast and then i started doing some research on him i googled his name and the first thing that came up was this dude's name and then the word scam and then this whole long reddit thread about like how this dude was straight up scamming people and i was like well i'm glad that showed up but like sucks for this dude because like you type in his name to google and it literally just talks about how he's scamming people so i'm like man like that's i mean that's just bad <laughs> yeah i think i know who you're talking about that's funny oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean it's ridiculous man I, I don't know i don't know like pr yeah. is is very is very important and um like if you're doing bad stuff like that it's it's gonna come out and like people are gonna know about it <laughs> Yeah, karma always finds a way. <laughs> precisely, precisely. So as as far as as far as like actionable steps go, I want to give our listeners some actionable steps from sort of the cloud champ side of things and, and mm -hmm. digital marketing. So when it comes to getting started, I know a lot of young listeners are like trying to start their own agency, trying to start their own like social media growth stuff, whatever. Um, what would you tell that listener? Like what are some of the things that you wish you would have known when you were starting out cloud champs? Yeah, so I would have definitely found a mentor early on, like that's done what you're trying to do. So for me, I would have found a mentor in e-commerce that had a Shopify store that did probably millions of dollars. That would have saved me so much time and money. It would have helped me deal with that PayPal thing. I would have prevented it probably. So that would have helped me a lot. Uh, I would have just watched YouTube videos, courses, learned as much as I can, like online before I even started. Because the more you know, the better, obviously. And I would have just um, built out my personal brand sooner i would have built out jersey champs sooner i would have dumped way more money into facebook ads back then they were so cheap so i kind mm. of regret not doing that you could literally sell anything back then and make a profit mm, straight up so as far as like learning goes you said you would have learned a lot more how do you think about the balance between like learning and executing because i know a lot of young people out there they'll hit me up and they'll be like watching eight hours of youtube videos a day they're like i'm learning so much about social media marketing but they haven't done anything so how do you think about that distinction and sort of uh, crossing that bridge into, into taking action. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So there's also a forgetting curve and like people that aren't writing down underlining or like taking notes somewhere of what they're learning, they're going to forget 95% of that information after like a week or a month, I forget. But so just cause you're watching eight hours of video a day, doesn't mean you're retaining all that information. And if you're not even putting it into action, then what's the point of watching eight hours of video a day? So <laughs> you got to start doing both. If you can, you can't just learn, learn, learn. You got to start working because when you're actually doing business, that's another way to learn it too. 
Yeah, exactly. And I, I learned so much by doing, by failing, by like getting back up and being like, wow, that didn't work. Let's try something different next time. Because like, yeah, exactly. I don't know, I learned best from failing myself. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's, it's more painful, but it's, it's easier to remember for sure. <laughs> all right, Sean, before we wrap up the show, I do have some questions that I like to ask all of my guests. Are you feeling ready for those? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. So the first thing that I'm curious about is what is something that uh, genuinely has Sean Kelly excited right now? It could be in your business, in, in the world of, of really anything, but like what's got you fired up? Yeah. So this year I started investing in cannabis stocks. So I think that's a long-term play and I'm excited about that. I made a ton off Shopify stock. So I'm not sure if you're into stocks, but oh yeah, I'm into it this year and Shopify has been amazing. So I'm pumped about just reinvesting my money into stocks. I love it, man. I love it. What got you into stocks? Um, I've had money cause I don't pay myself. So this was the first year I did and I was like, all right, I should probably like invest some of this cause I barely spend money on myself. So I'd rather just, I put some into a 401k, I put some into stocks and it's just, I, I wish I did this sooner, honestly. Dang, that's huge, man. So what, what brought along the decision not to really pay yourself? Uh, so Gary Vee talked about it a lot. He basically preached that you shouldn't pay yourself the first three years of business. So I kind of just, I was following that like without even listening to him, but a year into the company, I was like, all right, I'm just going to stick out the last two years. So I did it. Hmm. What, what have you seen like the impact of that to be either on like your personal life or your business? Um, it, I think it definitely helped the business. Cause if you're just paying yourself from the start, that could be money going into like Facebook ads or influencers or something. So I, I think it was a good move for sure. So like, how did you, how'd you live? Like where, where'd your living expenses come from? Uh, so yeah, I lived at my mom, so I didn't have to pay housing. And then I had just money lying around enough to cover my car and uh, food, which isn't too much. So dang, I, I barely got by. I was pretty, I was living pretty much broke. Wow. But like still had a successful business that like nobody would have known it by looking at you. Yeah. I mean, you can always write off the food and stuff. So I, I made it work. Dang. That's what's up. That's what's up. I see a lot of young people trying to like live like they're like they're balling out before they even get to that point. So like to, to be doing the opposite is huge. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing that I'm curious about is do you have any habits that have served you particularly well? Um, again, either in your business, your lifestyle, just things you do on a regular basis. Yeah. So my work ethic I get from my mother, I think that really helped me because I was never the smartest kid, you know, just an average student. I was actually failing out of college. But the one thing that always separated me was my work ethic. Even in sports, I was never like the most uh, athletic kid. But like by the end of the season, I'd be one of the best kids on the team. So I think that really separated me and my desire to learn and kind of I, I don't like learning in school, but I did like learning if I was interested in the topic and I was really interested in like marketing and Instagram and stuff. So I just learned as much as I could. Sure. So like where, where did the drive or the motivation or like whatever was pushing you come from to, to inspire that, that work ethic? Like what, what was your fuel for that? Yeah. So I don't know. Cause I've had it early on, like in sports, I always mm. wanted to be the best at whatever sport I got into. But in terms of business, I just, I really got it from kids like doubting me, making fun of me. Um, and just wanting to start something unique, I guess, be my own boss. Cause I never had a job before. So I just wanted to just go out there and take a risk. That's what's up. That's what's up for sure. So I know you mentioned earlier, um, that you were consuming, um, guys like Alex Becker guys like Sam ovens. Is there any other like books you're reading, audiobooks you're listening to podcasts you're listening to? Yeah. Podcasts, uh, Ed Milet's Andy Frisella. Yeah. Uh, Gary Vee sometimes. 
Uh, I used to listen to Casey Adams podcast. Mm. That's a good one. Uh, books. I just bought like 10. I love books. Um, so I'm pumped. Yeah, I love books. <laughs> for sure. For sure, man. I've been listening to so much audible lately. Like I just found out because a guest that I had on a little bit ago told me about this. Um, Jim Rohn, you know who Jim Rohn is? Yeah. You're Jim. Do you, are you a big Jim Rohn guy? I'm not big, but I know. Okay. 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 So there's this like collection of like 12 hours of just like the best of Jim Rohn on audible. And it was like 40 bucks and I bought it like a week ago, best $40 I've ever spent. Like I've just had that thing on repeat. Like that is so like, cause a lot of these guys now that are like preaching all this motivation and like personal development, like they're literally just recycling Jim Rohn stuff. So like, it's, it's crazy to just hear, hear it from the original. Um, and then like see it repurposed by all these people. And I'm like, I know we all got that. <laughs> yeah, I got to check that out. That's awesome. 100%. Uh, so the last thing that I'm curious about, uh, actually I actually got two things, but but one thing that I'm curious about is the things that you do that, that you choose not to scale. So to give you some context of what I'm talking about here, um, every single day I'll, I'll pull out my phone and I'll send like five to 10 video DMs to just new followers um, from the day. So like last 24 hours, just pick like five to 10 people. Um, who start following me, I'll shoot them a quick video DM and be like, Hey, Sean, how's it going? Thank you so much for the follow. I really appreciate it. Let me know if there's ever any way that I can add value to what you're doing. Have a wonderful day. Something super simple like that. Um, but it's not something that I have one of my VAs just like send out for me all day. That's not the point. The point is to like start a conversation with, with somebody. So mm-hmm. is there anything that you choose to like keep uh, that personal, like one-on-one Sean Kelly touch to, or, or has everything really just been like scaled at this point? No, my personal DM, I still answer everything. Um, I have a VA on there, but they don't really, uh, they don't do the messaging. They just do the likes and like story replies. That's it. I try to keep the DMs super personal. Dang. That's what's up, man. And even, even at this point, I'm sure that's gotta be a crazy amount of work to, to keep up with all those, but that's, that's super cool. Yeah. I mean, if, as long as you message me like, and you're not asking for like a bunch of stuff, I'll usually respond to that. That's what's up. So Sean, where can our listeners go if they've been enjoying the massive amounts of value you've been dropping in this podcast today? Where can they go to follow up with you, learn more about uh, Jersey Champs, Cloud Champs, and everything that you're up to? Yes, yeah, so Jersey Champs is the Instagram and Sean Mike Kelly is my personal Instagram. That's awesome. It. Cool, cool. I'll link both those up in the show notes as well for our listeners. Sean, do you have any last uh, words of wisdom, parting thoughts, or anything you want to wrap the show up here with today? Um, Just... uh. If you need Instagram growth, just really just go out there. There's a ton of good YouTube videos. Uh, DM me any questions you have regarding that. But I think it's such a valuable asset to have an Instagram following. You know that. It probably helps you get podcast guests when you have like following you have. So. 100% 100% could not agree more. Sean, um, again, man, I'm super grateful for you. Grateful for your time and choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, y'all, that is a wrap. That's another episode of Young Smart Money in the Books. If you guys enjoyed this episode, I got two quick asks of you really quick. The first of which is if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would mean the absolute world to me. We're closing in on 200 reviews right now. Um, I read each and every one of those. And if you uh, screenshot it, tag me in your Instagram story, I will be sure to repost that 
as well. The second thing that I want to ask you is if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, okay, learning how I was able to take young, smart money from the ground up, turn it into a top 100 business podcast in a few short months, I put together this free training that I'm, I'm giving away to people, basically teaching you the secrets to podcasting, the stuff that other people aren't really talking about. Like you can find videos online of like the best podcasting setup or like the best podcasting gear, but no one's really talking about how to land big guests, how to network with influencers, how to actually monetize your show. So I want to put together a free training uh, for that. If you guys are interested, the link will be in the show notes for this episode. Otherwise, you can go to applecriter.com slash podcast. That's applecriter.com slash podcast and check out that absolutely free training that I put together for y'all to uh, get yourself educated in the world of podcasting because that's something that I'm really passionate about. So I want to teach others, but guys, that's going to wrap it up for the show. Don't want to waste too much of your time. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day wherever it leads you. And I'm glad you chose to spend this last hour here on Young Smart Money.